Thank you very much, Gloria. Thank God for that. Thank God for music. And we can tell our church enjoys music all the time. And today, we are going to do a character study, if we will, please. So uh, I used to go to these when I was, I used to work, and those people who are still working, they go, you know, and uh, have exercises for a full day or a full week. But today we're going to do in half an hour, study about a certain personality in the Bible that uh, impressed me since I was young, because he was a young guy. And I enjoyed him very much. You all heard about him. Or know him. When Paul, in his travels, was called to go to Philippi, which is a Roman colony in Macedonia, he wanted to start preaching the gospel, and uh, he went by the river, and he was passing by, he saw some women sitting there and worshiping, and uh, he said, why not? And uh, he went there and uh, found Lydia, who got saved when he gave the word of the gospel. And from Lydia, a church was born in the city of Philippi, and that church became a great church. And Paul, Loved this church very much. He writes them a letter. His letter to the church of Philippi is a beautiful letter that tells us how much he loved them. And because there was, and finally, to make a long story short, he was imprisoned in Rome. He rented a house in the final of his final days of his uh, here on earth. And uh, uh, they couldn't get in touch with him, so they sent him a messenger. And this is our story today. They sent him a messenger to carry on a love gift to him. And that messenger's name was Epaphroditus. You heard about him, some of you who study the Bible. Some of you says that's a very, very difficult name to pronounce Adel, uh, we'll, uh, we'll call him at a, certain, at a certain point, we'll call him a young fellow, so it's easier than saying Epaphroditus, you know. But this was, this was, uh, this is my message about this guy who came by to see Paul. Epaphroditus, the subject, a faithful man, a faithful man. Remember that. The life of a faithful Christian is adorned by a Christ-like qualities. Now, let's open our Bibles to the letter of Paul to the Philippians and chapter 2.
verse 25. Epaphroditus came and visited Paul and his visit lasted more than delivering a letter. It, uh, it, it was a great visit of service and labor together. Let's take it from verse 25. But I thought it necessary, Paul is writing now a letter to the Philippians to thank them. I thought it necessary to send to you Epaphroditus, my brother and fellow worker and fellow soldier who is also your messenger and minister to my need. Remember those beautiful words. Because he was longing for you all and was distressed because you had heard that he was sick. For indeed he was sick to the point of death, but God had mercy on him, and not on him only, but also on me. Lest I should have sorrow upon sorrow. Therefore I have sent him all the more eagerly in order that when you see him again, you may rejoice and I may be less concerned about you all. Therefore, receive him in the Lord with all joy and hold men like him in high regard because he came close to death for the work of Christ, risking his life to complete what was deficient in your service to me. May God bless his word to our hearts today. A faithful man of God, and when we refer to Epaphroditus today, I beg of you, don't think only it, it is only for the men. No, he should, this word should be an encouragement to all of us regardless. And hopefully it will do its effect in the heart of each and everyone. As we said, a faithful man must have a solid foundation. His true worth or identity comes from God. And the identity of that person is only found in Jesus Christ, period. He should be a source of ceaseless encouragement. He should be obedient to his servant, to his savior, supportive to his local church, always reflecting the joy of his savior and willing to do any service for his master. We're talking about a faithful man of God. So this young fellow, during his stay with Paul, lived in a Christ-like manner and was a blessing to Paul and to all the people around him. Someone said, I read this while preparing this message, live the Christian life, men will admire you. 
women will respect you. Little children will love you, and God will crown your life with success. And when the twilight of your life mingles with the purpling dawn of eternity, men will speak your name with honor and baptize your grave with tears as God attunes for you in the evening chimes. If you'd like to be this man or a woman, live a faithful life to Christ. Today we're going to look at the little bio or a study about this faithful man, the faithful servant who left a great impact on the Apostle Paul and the church in Philippi. Epaphroditus. Paul, in writing to them, he said, Epaphroditus, we, I thank you, but I need to send you back. He worked with him. We are not told how many days or months or years he stayed with him, but he said, it's high time. After your long illness, and the Lord healed you, it's high time. I send you with a letter. And that was the letter to the Philippi. I send you with a letter to the church. And I, whatever is there, just you delivered it. And with all, with all the truthfulness in that young man, as he brought in to Paul a love gift, he goes back to his church with a special, precious letter. That has been the letter to the Philippians from Paul. That has been one of the best letters that Paul wrote and the most encouraging letter to the churches around the world since that letter was first read in Philippi. Time to go. He said, all right. And he writes about him. Paul most probably, Epaphroditus, never knew what he's going to write about him. He first says, I am sending to you, Epaphroditus, my brother. So many people shy from uh, telling, if I, if I say to, my, uh, to Dave, my dear brother, well, don't call him brother, I, I'm Dave, but brother Dave has more ring to it. Why? Because I consider brother Dave, or any, uh, any brother, uh, I consider that him that we're like one-minded. We have affections toward each other. Uh, we're closer than friends. And Epaphroditus, with his stay with Paul, though the rank is big, you know, we know who is Paul, and Epaphroditus, the word of God says, a messenger. A simple person, a simple messenger, but he considered him a brother. He did not pull ranks on him. But he considered himself equal. And that was Paul all the time. When he writes his, his letter, letters to the churches, he says, it's Paul with so-and-so and so-and-so together, all together on the same level. How different it is from the ranks today that we uh, read and hear about, and they exist 
in many churches in the world. Well, let me tell you, the best, the best title you can give me is Brother Adel, and the best title is Brothers and Sisters Together. Amen? There is no one above any other. There is respect, yes, but no one, the one who is above all, is Jesus Christ and him crucified. Amen. He... He'd love to work with others. So I, I enjoyed him. And he worked with me. Suddenly he worked with me and we meshed together. There are some people you cannot work with. They are all independent. I, I like to keep my space, right? Did you hear that? Okay. In the church of God, you don't keep your space. We all work together. And what Paul is relaying, relaying a message to us, this is character study. He is a brother. A brother confides to another brother. They confide to each other. They respect each other. They're, as we say, like-minded, right? So many times we have, we have people come... Like, Rajiv is coming next week, by the way. He's going to preach. Here. Uh, next, next Sunday, he'll be here. But Rajiv comes from thousands of miles away. And he stands here, and he speaks the same language. We are like-minded. And when he preaches to us, what does he say? Brothers and sisters, right? Why? He can confine and relay the word of God as is without any fear that, oh, they might, they might be offended. We don't get offended by the word of God. We get offended by sin. We get offended by people who do not believe that Jesus Christ is Lord. We have it there. And he is the savior of the world. So, he, he worked, he, he didn't, he, when, he, when he was with Paul, he says, well, hey, Paul, you keep your pace, I keep my pace. I would like to work independently. There are some people like that. No, he didn't say that. Not, not Epaphroditus. He was so close to Paul that Paul refers to him as he was attending to my needs. Attending to my needs. Loving, kind, easy to work with. Let me ask you a a question. Are you easy to work with? This is a case study today. This was easy to work with. Are you easy to work with? It's my hand knocking on, on your heart. Adam, you did not steal my message today, thank God. He does all the time. (laughs) Most of the time. Are you easy to work with? He said, my brother, we work together. Otherwise, Paul will not write this about him. He didn't seek his own desires. He didn't tell me, well, that doesn't work with me. And he was most, most of all, 
willing to take second place. We call it today second fiddle, right? Is this the English language? Adam, correct me. He was willing. You're the boss, Paul. I'm here to help you. This is Paul said. Said he was a servant to my needs. He served me in my needs. Just if by any chance, I hope not, you are hard and you find yourself, this word is hitting your heart. You're hard to work with. And you want your pace. And you want your own place. And this ministry I can take and that ministry I cannot take. Well, think of Epaphroditus today. He did everything that honors and pleases God, regardless of self. Does it bring glory to God? I will do it. Paul gladly then called him what? My brother. Are you with me? All right. Brothers and sisters. He also called him a faithful worker. In, uh, in our Bibles here, it says a, a fellow worker. Wow. Fellow and some translation faithful. Fellow worker on the same level. He put him on the same level as we said. A fellow worker. This young fellow came from the church of Philippi to see Paul and relate to him. Okay. The love and concern of the church because they couldn't come and be with him. And to hand him over a love gift from the church. So since he came to Rome, Paul put him to work. That's Paul. Paul put him to work. And he, without any cause or excuse, accepted that challenge that Paul offered him. And he began his effective ministry with Paul. Let me say this. How many today present excuses for a responsibility offered to them to serve the Lord and they refuse it because? If it were Bible study, I would open it for you and you'll share it. Because it is not up to their standard. And perhaps it does not suit their personality and level of education. As I said, there are no ranks in the church of God. There are workers and servants to the almighty God. He was willing to do anything. He said, but Paul, I'm a messenger. I want to deliver this to you. And this is the gift. Goodbye, I'm returning. That's what a messenger. If you look in the dictionary, uh, the definition of a messenger, a messenger is a carrier. A carrier of a message will deliver it, and he goes back his one way. Now, 
Paul knew about him. And this person says, that doesn't fit me. Not Epaphroditus. Paul, what do you have for me? You want to keep me a month, I will stay. You want to keep me a year, I will stay. You want to use me for two weeks, I will stay. Whatever you have for me, I will take it. Well, many people, they want a place of prominence in the church. Let me tell you one thing, we don't have it in this church. The church of God does not have a place for prominence. The church of God is not there to preach and hear accolades at all. The church of God is not a place to, to seek fame. If there is fame, it's given to the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Not to man, nor a woman at all. And these people normally, when they are introduced, you know how they are introduced. The most honorable so-and-so. The emissary. Well, he was, he was a messenger, emissary. But he was never, never. Paul was trying to talk to them and he's writing a letter to them. And here's what he says. And I trust in the Lord that to send you his excellency Epaphroditus, right? Epaphroditus, my brother and fellow worker. Are you a fellow worker? Are you a fellow worker? Can you put your neck under the yoke of the Lord Jesus Christ and say, Lord, use me in whatever ministry you want me. You have a responsibility. You know what? Do it with all your heart. Regardless. I met a man. Bill was with me, who was approached, he told us this story, I, to be hired as a pastor of a church. And you know what his uh, conditions were. Yeah, I will come and be a pastor of the church, and I will accept the job if the hiring board will offer me a home in Black Hawk. How's that? Some people relate to me. Thank you, Bob. And a large salary with all the benefits. I'm awake. Are you awake? I'm going to call you by name, as I always say. What was this man looking for? A job in a corporation? Yes, we are a corporation, but we are a spiritual corporation. What is he looking for? 
Epaphroditus, you do this for me. You go out, you clean the room. We'll get to that. Well, I, I, I wasn't called to do that. I'm only a messenger. We're not seeking notoriety, not Epaphroditus. Not even, he, he never dreamt to see his name being mentioned in the letter to the Philippians. In fact, he was carrying the letter back not knowing what it has in it. What, not knowing what Paul wrote in it. And thank God I don't see anyone looking for that. We have a waiting list on people who want to clean the church. Thank God for the waiting list. Yes? We have a waiting list on those people who want to do the various things to keep the, the floor clean. The church clean. Our brother Rudy, when he came to church, he said, Adel, I've been... Marge is here. She can, you can tell him I said that, Marge. He said, Adel, I've been to many churches in my life. I said, yes, doctor. He said, I have not seen such a, a clean church such as this one. <coughs> Cleaners, thank you. You do your work. In the eyes of God, this is a great ministry. And all the various ministries that you do. You're imitating Epaphroditus. A faithful worker. It's not only in preaching or teaching. You can be a faithful worker in doing anything for the glory of God. You don't, you are not see, seeking fame or notoriety as they say here. Like, I, I, read, I read this quote while I'm preparing this. Fame is vapor. Popularity is an accident. Riches take wings. Today you are rich, tomorrow you might not be. Only one thing endures, and that is a Christian character. Epaphroditus had a golden character. My fellow worker. And the word worker, my fellow laborer. Let us labor for the Lord. And if you get pricked in your heart and the Lord spe speaks to you and say, Adol, you're meddling in my life today, okay? You can stone me outside with marshmallows, okay? <laughs> was Paul content in this situation he was in there? He rented a little place. And God knows what kind of place it was. He wrote to the Philippians, I have learned to be content. He wrote to them, I have learned to be content in whatever circumstances I am. Did Epaphroditus complain about the conditions of living that he arrived to, to live and work with Paul? 
When he arrived with his, he's carrying his luggage, he didn't have that. He could barely have something here on his, okay, when he arrived, he says, Paul, where's, where's my room? And where's my, my shower? Do you think they've had that? Where's my bed? Are you kidding me? We can barely have something to put on the floor and rest on. Did he complain about these conditions? And we don't know, we don't know what kind of conditions, living conditions. We know how Paul lived. And obviously, his co-worker did the same. I did not come here to serve in this manner. I did not come here to serve Paul, to serve you. I came here because I was a delegate from the church in Philippi to come and offer a love gift. Go back. No, no. When God calls you to do something, do you do it with all your heart? Regardless of the conditions. Regardless of what you go through. When I, when I started digging into the life of this young man, I got convicted. This is why Paul, when he looked at him, and after a certain time, you know what he said? He was a participant with me in the labor for Christ. He is my fellow laborer. You have a responsibility. And the leaders gave you a responsibility in the church. Do you do it with all the heart? Do you rejoice in doing it? Or like some people we've heard of, they take a job and they become tyrant. This does not exist in the church of God. A story is told about a rather pompous looking deacon. May God bless our deacons. Where's Ed here today? Ed, you're here? Yeah, you're a good man. A pompous-looking deacon, you like that, Ed, was endeavoring to impress on a class of young boys the importance of living a faithful Christian life. Well, and he then asked him a question. Why do you think people call me a faithful Christian? The pompous man standing very erect, and beaming down upon them. A moment of silence passed. Then after that, a long pause. Then one youngster said, it may be because they don't know you.
Oh, you're going to team up with Alex. Oh, yeah, Alex, I know he's a great laborer. Or Tom. Yeah, no problem. We'll do it. A fellow laborer in Jesus Christ. Time is up. If I continue, we'll stay till quarter to one. I'll stop here and continue next month. Remember, remember what we need to do in the church of God. There's a lot to look at. And I beg of you, when you go home from verse 25 to verse 30, is full of meat, full of messages to each and every heart of ours here. And the Lord will bless you completely. When next time I speak, I will continue it. I want to talk about a messenger. I want to talk about a fellow soldier. And then I want to talk later on about Paul's commendation that Epaphroditus did not know of at all. But I believe the Lord spoke to our heart with that. And I believe the Lord wants each one of us to have these titles, a brother in Christ, a fellow laborer, and a messenger for Jesus Christ. As a messenger, what kind of message you're carrying? As a message of Christ, what kind of life you're living? As a Christian, what kind of faithfulness do you show toward Christ and show toward your fellow people you are working with. And I leave that with you, but I ask, if the Lord has spoken to your life and to your heart, and you know that you are not doing what God wants you to do, say, Lord, today, I want to dedicate my life to do. I want to be that laborer. I want to be that brother and sister who can be a blessing in the church of God. And if you're not saved, Say, Lord, touch my heart and change me so I can start serving you because you are coming very soon. What we are seeing around us, what the world is going from catastrophe to catastrophe, earthquake to earthquake, wars around us, and people threatening wars. What kind of people should we do? We should run to the refuge, Jesus Christ, and take refuge under his wings and start living a true Christian life, not in name, but in deeds only. Amen. Amen. Until two weeks from now, I will continue this message, and you will be blessed as God has blessed and spoke to my heart. Let's bow our heads for prayers. Our Father, we are thankful for your word that has more lessons to us than anything that guides us and takes us to higher, higher heights with you. We pray that you speak to the heart of each and every one and help us to live a life worthy of our calling. Dismiss us, we pray, in Jesus' name. Amen.